Welcome to our 40th episode of Inside Warhawk Athletics presented by Educators Credit Union. We also want to thank Culver's for their support of our podcast. Carly Barton and Mary Keneally are our first guests from the Warhawk Bowling Team. Both are in their fourth year with the program. Both are seniors. And they will be hosting a home tournament this weekend. That will kick off competition here in 2020-2021 at UW-Whitewater, hosting Saturday and Sunday. Those days will be streamed live through uh, our Warhawk Athletics YouTube page. That link will become available on uwwsports.com and on our social media channels. So pay attention for that. Um, competition begins 11 a.m. Saturday and 8.30 on Sunday. So thanks to Mary and Carly for making time for us uh, during a tournament week. Uh, Brooke Truen, also a part of this podcast, she's on the final 20 minutes talking with Nate about her Warhawk career. Uh, she was an All-American her senior year. She helped lead the Warhawks to three NCAA tournament appearances, back-to-back WIC tournament championships, as well as the WIC regular season championship in 2018, uh, 17-18, her senior year. Brooke, a thousand-point scorer, also a good rebounder for her career, 660 rebounds, so she was in the top 10 in that category all-time as well. And uh, Brooke was a heck of a player, a very talented scorer for the Warhawks, and we're happy to have her on as well. Now she's a graduate assistant coach for the team, so she joined us to talk a little bit about their upcoming season and some of her Warhawk memories as well. So thank you again to Brooke as well as Mary and Carly for making the time for us, and go Warhawks. Today's guests are both current UW-Whitewater student-athletes and are part of our women's bowling team. First, we have Mary Keneally, who is a senior captain and was the Central Intercollegiate Bowling Conference Player of the Year in the 2019-2020 season. Also joining us today is senior Carly Barton, who was on the National 10-Pin Coaches Association All-Academic Team, both in her sophomore and junior seasons. Mary, Mary, Mary and Carly, thank you for joining me today. How are things going for you two? We're doing good, you know. We're looking forward to our first tournament and, you know, first week of school, getting back at it. It's an exciting feeling. Awesome. Yeah, we're excited to have you guys on here. And that's going to lead me, you know, right into my first question. You know, as as you're looking ahead of the season, uh, you're hosting a tournament actually this upcoming weekend in Fort Atkinson. You know, how exciting is that for you guys, not only to start your season, but to start with a home tournament? You know, it's really a surreal feeling. Um, When we started back in March, um, we had a tournament. We actually had sectionals that weekend, um, that Friday. And things shut down on Thursday. So for us, we were about to begin a three-weekend-in-a-row stretch of tournaments, and it basically slipped away from us in an instant. Um, As juniors, we really didn't know if that was going to be our last tournament altogether, wearing our jerseys for the last time. But being able to compete now and it being our home tournament is really exciting for us to, you know, make a statement getting back on the lanes. And we hopefully are going to start it with a win and be able to keep that momentum going for however long we're able to compete. Awesome. And, you know, in in the months leading up to this weekend, you know, how has the team been preparing and staying fresh for the start of this season? Yeah, so while there was no hope for a fall season for us, we were still practicing following the guidelines at CBC and getting in the weight room on our own time, making the reservations. Uh, We returned from winter break the 4th of January, so we were here pretty early for uh, once we got approved for our season. 
to practice, lift, and test every week to make sure you're all ready and prepared. Um, we've had a whole month to prepare ultimately to perform at like our highest. Um, all the girls, we feel really good. It's really cool. We're gonna get um, have our opportunity for our JV team to also compete with us as like a sixth varsity team. So it's gonna be really cool to have everybody there. The the energy is gonna be amazing. And then we were also really fortunate to receive Specto which is a tool used to map our accuracy and track movement of ball speeds, revolutions, and ball angles. Um, this is a technology that the pros use and some division one schools don't have access to it. So I think that really sets us apart and prepared us for uh, these couple of tournaments. Yeah, and that's awesome. I mean, I haven't even heard of that before. You just be able to track the ball and everything like that. So explain that a little bit more to us. Yeah, so there, if you've ever gone to a bowling alley and you've seen a bunch of little tiny wood boards on the lane, they actually are numbered one through 40. And um, basically as you throw your ball down the lane, it will track what board you hit at like the arrows, what board you're hitting down lane. And it'll literally map out the path of your ball. It'll tell you how fast you threw it. It'll tell me how many revolutions I had, how accurate I was. And there's a lot of mini like, game modes, practice modes, performance modes within the app that you can literally pull up on your phone, go to the bowling alley and throw your ball down the lane and see exactly where you hit and where you need to be playing to strike. Mm -hmm. And with that, um, honestly, for us, it just helps us track our accuracy and the fact that we're hitting our lines because we bowl um, not just like every house bowler, we bowl on more competitive oil patterns because the lane has oil on it. And um, when we're bowling those really tough conditions, we have to make sure that we're repeating shots. And using Specto, we're able to literally track each stat. And besides our feel of how we feel we threw the ball, we can also see like, oh yeah, I was a little slow. Oh yeah, I didn't um, hit it that much. Like I didn't uh, have that many revolutions on it. And just being able to have that information at the tips of our fingers has made us better in the two weeks we've had using it so far. Um, and we've learned so much already. So we're just really excited to continue to learn while using it. Yeah, and that just sounds awesome, right? So if you, you throw the ball, or the ball right, and um, mm -hmm. all of a sudden you feel like, oh, that didn't feel right, you can actually prove mm -hmm. to yourself that, okay, this is what I did wrong. This is what I can do to improve it, to get the revolution, whatever you have to do for it. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Awesome. Now that's perfect. And obviously, like you said before, not a lot of people are able to use that. You just got to use that to your advantage right now. We're very fortunate here with our athletic programs to have such great facilities and you know equipment to be able to use. Just got to continue to do that. Yeah, correct. So I'm going to kind of go in here, you know, into the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, obviously, every sport, every university is dealing with this right now. So how has that COVID-19 pandemic affected team functions, practices, and other activities that you guys do? Mm -hmm. um, so beginning in March, we basically all had to just pause everything we were doing. Um, Honestly, some sports like basketball could, you know, go out in their backyard, shoot hoops. Um, that necessarily wasn't the case for us. Um, at home, we definitely tried to, you know, we took like pillows and tried to like do release drills and stuff. But honestly, you can't really do much at home to prepare. So we definitely shifted our focus to mental preparation and things that we could work on. Um, just so that we could be, come back and still be mentally strong, 
even though we weren't actually able to grow our physical game. And also just in general, a lot of bowling alleys were closed across the whole nation. So bowling definitely slowed down and it definitely probably is going to hinder the growth of bowling because a lot of bowling alleys are closing and not reopening. And, um, it definitely was a hard hit, but, you know, we're hoping that our efforts to stay in shape, to stay on top of our games is still going to be preparing us for the rest of the season. Yeah, once we came back to campus, uh, we had practices and official, like, lifting started and small groups assigned by our coach. Um, we focused on what we could control, and we were able to use um, an app that Leanne had found for us called The Champion's Mind um, from Jin after mom, I think mm -hmm. I said a thing right <laughs> to mentally prepare ourselves for whatever we could get um, whenever we could get back on the lanes. Mm -hmm. We wore our masks. We're getting tested frequently. It's super nice that we're like have accessibility to testing. Like mm -hmm. if you wake up and you feel the slightest off, you can go that day, find out your results in 30 minutes. It's really nice to have. Um, but yeah, we're participating in team WebExes over the um, winter break and during like the summers. So that was really nice. And then just recently we had a guy that installed Specto at our lanes. He's like ahead of our technology and he's <laughs> one of the smartest people in the bowling world. And he actually joined a WebEx with us and taught us so much just yeah. in an hour or two setting. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, even, even though everything was going on, you guys are still able to go and right. You said you could practice for a while, but right. Getting yeah. that mental aspect of everything. Um, mm -hmm. and getting that all down, but you guys are still able to connect. And I know that's, I talked to a lot of people about this WebEx and Zoom, you know, they're, they're tools right now that are helping keep teams together, helping keep people together. Um, and they're very useful. And obviously you guys are able to use that to your advantage right now. For sure. You know, I'm going to kind of go back here to you guys' decision to come to UW-Whitewater. So I want to hear from both of you here. You know, why did you two initially decide to come to UW-Whitewater? Um, you know, it's kind of funny, both Carly and I, um, bowling wasn't our, like, forced, foremost focus when we were looking into colleges and stuff. Honestly, I was kind of a subpar bowler, you know, I really wanted to go to college, and I didn't really know what I was looking for. Um, when I found Whitewater, I saw that they had a bowling program, so that was a plus, but really, I was interested in their versatility of their majors, just because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do um, yet. Um, and so I emailed Leanne and within an hour of emails back and forth, um, she had me scheduled for a campus visit. Um, once I came on campus, honestly, that's when I knew. Um, just learning about the strong culture of athletics at UW-Whitewater and how highly we hold ourselves, but also the resources we have as a D3 university definitely attracted me to it. Besides, obviously, the great business program, I ended up studying, um, I'm studying human resources. And then also just like the beauty of the campus size. I, w I didn't want to be like one of eight in the classroom, but I didn't only want like huge lectures either. Those discussion-based classes where you get to know your professor was definitely something I'm, I was looking for and I found here. Um, for me, uh, bowling has been in my family for a long time. I feel like a lot of people, like, if you're into bowling, it's because your whole family's into bowling. Yeah. I see you have a little Pepsi trophy in the um, training room. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I you have some background. That. <laughs> that, is, uh, that thing is stuck there and it won't move now, so we're going to keep it there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I really wasn't planning on bowling in college either. Um, I was actually set on playing softball in college because that was always my number one sport. Like, I was, I'm going to play softball in college like it's going to happen. 
Um, but with like a few injury hiccups and some not as like physical things going well for me, I fall, I fell back on bowling and I bowled all through high school as well. And I was actually at a tournament where a bunch of college coaches were there and I'd spoke to Leanne and I was like, okay, maybe I am interested in bowling in college. And then we set up a visit as well. And as soon as I stepped on campus, I knew that it was the one for me too. It's, it was so pretty and I didn't even apply to anywhere else. I literally just applied to Whitewater <laughs> and yeah. And that's awesome stories there. And obviously we're happy to have you here and you guys have been doing really well. So um, I'm going to move to the next question here, you know, just as like the overall team atmosphere. So what does that team atmosphere look on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, honestly, we're a really big family at the end of the day. Um, a lot of us live together, starting off there. You wake up, you see your teammates, you know, you know what they eat for breakfast. That's always exciting. Um, but uh, just making, like, gym times together, movie nights, going out to dinner, even, like, game nights with, like, small groups we've done before. Um, we're really there to support one another and help each other's reach goals. Um, in the weight room, you have your teammates, like, cheering you on, helping you get PRs, helping you push yourself a little further with every rep, every, like, circuit day. And even on the lanes, too, we definitely communicate a lot about what we're seeing on the lane, um, what kind of moves we want to make, what balls look good, what balls don't look so good. But really, I'd like to think of us as just a really strong family. Uh, we definitely have differing personalities. There's definitely different people. But somehow we all are able to come together with our love for bowling. Like, to, for me, I'm more outspoken, kind of loud. We definitely have some girls who are a little more shy. But um, just being able to, you know, be together in one space, we're able to, they help me, you know, calm down when I need to. And I also help them when they need to, like, you know, speak up, get a little bit more outgoing and stuff. Um, but really, we're each other's hype women. We're there for people when they're down. We're also there for everyone's successes. And really, we just root for one another at the end of the day. You know, that's awesome to hear. And obviously it's a, it's a small group, right? Um, so being able to live with them, right? Like you said before, yeah. you know their <laughs> breakfast routines and all that. Yeah. So, <laughs> able to be atmosphere, right? You already have it at home mm -hmm. and you go to practice and everything like that. Let's take a break to talk about Educators Credit Union. We're all educators in our own way. Whether you share knowledge in a classroom with your kids or with your friends, there's a teacher in you. That's why Educators Credit Union membership is open to anyone who works or lives in southeastern Wisconsin. To learn more about joining us, visit ecu.com or call toll-free 1-800-236-5898. That's ecu.com or toll-free 1-800-236-5898. Educators Credit Union, achieving more together. Now, back to the podcast. What does a team schedule look like week to week? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we practice, right now we practice Monday through Thursday. Um, we have a certain amount of days of play that we can have as an NCAA program. Um, we lift at 6 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Monday, Wednesday, we practice right after the lift mm -hmm. at 7.45, right after the lift. And then Monday, Wednesday, we practice anywhere from 3 to 5.30, depending mm -hmm. on class. You come in and you get your hours with your teammates or by yourself individually with Leanne, mm -hmm. which is really nice to have that flexible schedule because you don't necessarily have to have a full team to have a practice, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then so a typical tournament week is say we're traveling that week to Vanderbilt. We will 
travel on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So sadly, a couple classes are missed, which is rough. <laughs> it's hard to stay on track with that. But um, we'll travel on Thursdays. We end up um, having a practice session at the bowling alleys that we're performing at with the lane, the oil pattern down with all of the teams there. And then we'll go back to the hotel. We will um, the ne- and then sleep, go to sleep early because the next morning we're at the bowling alley from dark to dark. So we're bowling from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, individual games are on Saturdays and we bowl team games called Baker Games where there's five bowlers and somebody one bowler will bowl the first frame and the sixth frame and then so on and so forth um, to compete that way, which is pretty cool to, to have different um, templates of tournaments. And then we also do incorporate study tables into our schedule. So depending on your GPA, you go in and we log in, log out in whatever setting. We're doing them from like remotely for right now because of COVID. But before we used to go to McGraw Labs, sign in, sign out, put our phones on the table. We're locked in for that specific time and you do from anywhere from two to six hours of study tables for that week. Um, if it's over 10 hours, obviously, I think this is a general rule. We fly to tournaments, so there's been opportunity to go to Pennsylvania every year. We've gone to Texas every year, mm-hmm. and wherever nationals would be or sectionals would be, we would have fly to if it's over 10 hours. Sadly, not this year, but, you know, Tennessee's like nine and a half, yeah. so we'll get a long drive in this season. Yeah. We definitely have had Sunday nights where we get to campus, one, two, three a.m., as everything goes to plan yes yes times where things don't go to plan cars break down it's yeah it's interesting but it's those are the times where you make the best memories with your teammates so in the end it's worth it Mm -hmm. yeah without a doubt and i love how you brought into there you know the week with uh you know study tables and doing stuff like that right and we always Mm -hmm. talk about it's student athlete for a reason student comes first but you guys are able to go and if you do miss a class kind of catch back up with that um, and just being with your teammates that whole time. And, uh, you know, like you said before, like you might go to Texas, you might go to Pennsylvania and go to Vanderbilt, right? And that's kind of leads me into my next question. You know, like what makes women bowling a unique sport, you know, compared to other sports at the Division three level? Um, so we're considered a non-divisional sport. Um, we compete with the big dogs of the bowling world, like Nebraska, every weekend. We see Nebraska. Every weekend we bowl Vanderbilt. Every weekend we'll bowl Stephen F. Austin, Mm -hmm. the reigning national champs, Mm -hmm. like McKendree's. Honestly, it doesn't necessarily matter your division at this point for talent. Mm -hmm. Um, Technically budget, that's literally it, um, sadly. But we're not able to offer scholarship money to attract the top recruits in the country. Mm -hmm. Like, it just doesn't happen. So when we do have people who are committed to our program in the area or even our we just got a freshman here from Arizona and we attract those kids because they know that we take our program seriously. Um, so we do get wins against the, the, the Vanderbilts of the bowling world. And it's awesome because we know we're working just as hard as them mm-hmm. and not being able to get scholarship money. Like it's, it just, it kind of feels good in a way that like we're working just as hard to be just as good as them. We're always the highest ranked division three program, I think, since the program started, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And it's usually within the top 15. I don't think we've strayed away from that in a couple mm-hmm. of years either. So it, it's honestly a great feeling to know that like all of our hard work does pay off in the end because we are not divisional. Yeah. And I also think um, bowling people definitely don't know everything that it takes, which is we appreciate this opportunity to talk about it. Um, 
but we we do go out there and we compete with the the one two three ranked and you know we face off with them in rpis and just making sure that you know our stats match up to them if we're not where we want to be we reflect our goals on those teams and we say all right if we want to be like them we have to go and get that and um leanne does a really great job of like setting up really um like strong goals for us and we definitely um reevaluate them as time goes on but i think we just know that we belong whether we're d3 d2 d1 we are there to compete it doesn't matter if we are d3 but we are there to win and we do and like that's the culture that whitewater has we're definitely sometimes underestimated and like we will bring it and like teams will after the fact be like Wait, what, just beat us? Yeah, and like, it's like, yeah, we, yeah, did. we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, yeah. That's awesome to hear about. And, um, obviously, right, you said you're, we don't get scholarships here. So, you got to come in, work, put the work in every single day, um, and go against players that are getting scholarships, right? And I think that's just a, a benefit to you guys, like you said. Like, it's a great accomplishment when you get to go against them and beat them, right? Because then you guys yeah. know that, you know, we're here for the love of bowling. Like, you didn't come here for money. You came here because to, of the tradition of Whitewater – Obviously, we're powered by tradition for a reason, and that just kind of that goes along with every sport that we have here. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of talk about you know the coaching staff and what your coach has been doing for you guys. So how has the coaching staff helped you navigate the day to day life of a student athlete at such a high level program? Yeah. Um, so our coach Leanne Sullivan actually was a bowler here at Whitewater. Um, so she definitely understands the culture and what it means to like wear white water on your back. And I think that's our first um, like big advantage is she knows the level that we hold ourselves to. And when we slip below that level, she definitely gets on us to try to get us back to that point of the standard of we are here to compete. We are here for wins and we will get the job done. Um, her experience just on and off the lanes at Whitewater, I think, has led us to be that top ranked D3 program every year. She's won coach of the year for D3 multiple times too. Um, just having her there and her knowledge about bowling and the way she advocates for us to get really good resources like Specto, um, making sure that we get time in the weight room, making sure that everyone is getting taken care of really does help us operate day to day. Um, also, um, in the Williams Center, we have Lee Munger and his team who help us strengthen and increase our endurance for our long tournament days. Like Carly said, we're up at like 5.30 and then we leave the bowling alley at like 5 p.m. Like, that's just how it goes. And then we'll get dinner, we go home, everybody's sore, and then we do it again for the next two days and we just keep going. And when we're able to get into the weight room, do circuits, focus on strength training, with those people, Lee and his team, we're definitely able to, again, compete up there with those top teams. And then we have to have a special shout out to the athletic trainers, Dalton, Adam now. Um, all of those um, individuals take really great care of us to understand what it's like to be a bowler, the certain injuries might that might come out of it, where we need to strengthen muscles. And they um, just make sure that we are up to date, like we're ready to compete. And again, without them, uh, we definitely would not be where we are today. Yeah, it also helps that they're all just really personable people too. Yeah. Like you could go to Leanne if you're just having a bad day and you just want to sit in her office <laughs> and vent and, and cry and like she will be there for you. Like, yeah. And I, I would say that upon any other like 
coaching staff member too. Like yeah. it's just, they're personable people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just, you know, again, to speak highly of Whitewater, you know, the people that are here, right. People are here, come yeah. here because they, they absolutely love sports. They want to be around student athletes and they want to be there for them. And I think you you hit it right on the head there with being personable and being able to go to your coach. And if you have any questions at all, just their willingness to help student athletes and make sure that they are taken care of. Right. Cause like you mentioned before, no one's on scholarship here, right? You come here because you love the sport and they love coaching the sport. So I think that's just something that is really special about a, a D3 program like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and also I'll, I'll kind of go to this next one. You know, during this uncertain time, many of our student athletes have had to adjust their future plans and adjust like class schedules and everything like that. So what do you guys' career look like from UW-Whitewater and beyond? Um, you know, once graduating in May, I plan to head back home. I'm from Des Plaines, Illinois, which is right by O'Hare Airport. Um, I'm hopefully going to be finding a job. Um, I'm definitely working on my resume right now, figuring out um, where I kind of want to look into in terms of like job field and stuff. Um, I do hope to build a house one day that's like in my 10 year plan. So I'll be saving up for that and I'll be spending time with my family. Um, basically, I just want to be able with human resources to help people um i'd like to think that i'm a pretty personal person and um just at the end of the day i'd love to be able to be on a team and help everybody reach their maximum potential in the workplace um maybe bowling some tour stops the pwba tour which is the professional women's bowling association is um alive and well they just competed this past weekend um, if they, you know, are around, I definitely will probably go out to some of them along with just like small tournaments that are local just to keep bowling around and keep bowling in me because my, just cause I'm closing my chapter of collegiate bowling. I'm not closing my chapter with bowling. It's been my life for like 13 years. It's not going to stop now, you know? Yeah. For me, I'm also graduating in May. Um, I plan to attend a doctor of physical therapy program. Um, to get my PT degree um, and be a physical therapist. My plan is to continue working with um, athletes in orthopedics. Um, I really do love being in like the athlete setting. I interned with Dalton last semester and it was the coolest thing ever. It opened my eyes. I learned so much. It was so much fun and it really did put me in a direction where I want to take physical therapy, which is awesome. Um, And then I also um we'll be bowling some leagues mm-hmm. i don't know if i necessarily plan to bowl some professional women's tour things but um i do want to keep bowling it's going to be the first time since like fifth grade that i'm not a student athlete yeah. so it'll definitely be way different for me but um hopefully i'll get into a program get a job save up go back home for a little bit and see where life takes me from there wow it looks like you guys had that all planned out ready to go <laughs> Yeah, awesome. You know, before we wrap up, we do have some quick hitter questions for the both of you that uh, we can kind of just go back. Mary, you can go first and Carly, you can a- a- answer after that. So the first one I have for you both is favorite professional sports team. The Bears, which is rough to be a Bears fan. <laughs> and also is going to be rough for this upcoming season. Um, the Chicago Cubs. Mm. So they're training everybody. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I will, uh, I'll go to the next question after hearing that. <laughs> uh, favorite restaurant in Whitewater? Definitely Cause. Perfect. Beats cause. <laughs> favorite spot on campus besides the bowling alley? 
for me, it's got to be Highland, like third, fourth floor in between the offices. There's like just couches, really quiet space. The lighting's like kind of dim. It's really nice. It's a good place. For me, I would definitely say Upham Hall, the couches specifically. They're these like, what are they called? They're like sectional couches. Yeah. Um, and I've taken my fair share of naps in between classes on those. Okay. Got to get ready for the next one. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite place to go on vacation? Um, I really liked Portland um, when I went and visited the West Coast. Um, eventually, I'd love to go to like Australia, venture out across the country. I have um, no specific preferences. However, um, I there has to be a beach, and it has to be hotter than eighty degrees. <laughs> Yeah, that's a perfect perfect vacation spot too yes um and the last one i have for you too is you know what are some your new year's resolutions um for me i'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day i've done really good so far um having being a student athlete and just being a student in general you definitely want to make sure you're staying hydrated it just helps for like better skin better quality of your day and stuff so holding myself to that has been really beneficial. My skin looks great. I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> um, mine would be, um, I have two. One is to do more research in like medical fields and stuff. I really think research is super cool to me and it interests me a lot. And then the second one would be to gain a little muscle mass in the weight room. Which she has been. I have been. So. There you go. Like, <laughs> good start to the year then. <laughs> Well, Mary and Carly, you know, thanks again for joining me today at Inside Warhawk Athletics presented by Educators Credit Union. I really do appreciate the time and wish you both the best moving forward. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Culver's, a proud partner of UW-Whitewater Athletics and the Wisconsin Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. Culver's recognizes the student-athletes of the WIC for their hard work, dedication, and commitment to excellence on and off the field. Located just minutes from campus right here in Whitewater, Culver's, welcome to Delicious. Today's guest is former All-American and current graduate assistant for the women's basketball team here at UW-Whitewater, Brooke Truitt. Brooke, who played in 110 games and started in 97 of them, ended her career with 1,300 points, 660 rebounds, and 233 assists. She was also the recipient of the Miss Offense Award both in her junior and senior years. Brooke, thank you for joining me today. How are things going for you? Good. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and, and be a part of this um, podcast. Yeah, we're excited to have you on here. So I'll get started here with the first question I have for you, Brooke, is, you know, as current assistant for the women's basketball team, you know, how has practice been going and uh, how are you getting ready for some competition this winter? Yeah, things have been going well. Um, we just got the exciting news this week, actually, that we are going to be having some games this season. So, um, you know, it was long awaited and we're definitely happy that um, within two weeks that we're going to have our first game against Stevens Point. So I know I'm excited to finally be able to coach these girls um, and be on the other side of the game with the Warhawks. And um, I know the girls are really excited to not have to continue to only play against themselves for another five months or so. So things are going well. Um, we're definitely excited to get the season rolling. Yeah, and that's obviously just a good step in the right direction that we're having here that games are going to get started. Um, it's going to be a shorter season, obviously, and um, it's just going to be with uh, WIAC competition. Yeah, but 
game, games against other players and not just against your teammates, uh, definitely a good time. Yeah, yeah, the girls have been, you know, putting in the work and doing everything they can to stay COVID free, which has been amazing. They've been doing an amazing job, um, as well as our coaches, too. So definitely excited. I mean, they've been practicing for almost five months now. So ready for, for February 3rd. There we go. Perfect. Um, I'm going to kind of move back here, you know, as your as your uh, collegiate career. Um, start off here at, at the high school level. So, you know, you went to Whitewater High School and played volleyball, basketball, and ran in track and field. You know, tell us about how the recruiting process went for you and how you ended up coming to UW-Whitewater. Yeah, so, um, you know, going in, you know, in high school, I feel like a lot of high school athletes, their their end goal is to always have a scholarship and be at a big Division One school, get your tuition paid for and all of that. Um, so that definitely was one of my goals, kind of going into the recruiting process. Um, I had played AU basketball with a very successful team, and a lot of my teammates ended up going Division One. I. Um, I had some small Division One and small t Division Two offers, and I had always said, if I'm going to go Division Three, I'm going to go to Whitewater. I mean, they're good; they win all the time. I had grown up obviously in Whitewater. I've been at almost every single game. I know the Corallos. Um, I mean, I used to babysit their kids, so they were good family friends. Um, so once that recruiting process really started, it was, you know, it was a little rocky with scholarships falling through and all of that. Um, but then once I went on my official visit to Whitewater, it was just kind of a no brainer. Um, you know, you just have that family aspect with the Corallos. They do such an amazing job with their program of really um, presenting that family atmosphere, which was something I was really looking forward or looking for um, in a in a program. And then. Another big thing was just to be able to have my parents at my games and my family and my friends um, be able to watch me play. So, I mean, they only had to drive five minutes every Wednesday and Saturday, so I didn't think that was too much to ask for from them. So, um, you know, the recruiting process was definitely a little bit tough, but obviously I made the the good decision in coming to Whitewater. Right, and I think that's just kind of what everybody kind of talks about. You got to make that decision for yourself. and. Um, you came here and you, you felt the family atmosphere. And I think that's uh, an aspect that all sports here at UW-Whitewater really have is that family atmosphere and, uh, you know, just coming together as one. Um, we always yeah. talk about powered by tradition, uh, and that's kind of the tradition that we have set here. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, talk talk to me a little bit about the transition from high school basketball to college basketball and how you were able to adjust so quickly to that. Yeah, so kind of as I just mentioned before, I played for a very good um, club AU team. Um, I played with some of the top girls in the state, and a lot of them went, like I said, Division One. So I was always playing with really good players. Um, not to sound cocky or anything, but I had always been on winning teams my whole life. So just to be surrounded around good players and playing, you know, at a high tempo with AU, you know, you're playing against some of the best the best girls in all of the U.S. So that definitely helped me um, with the speed and the physicality of the game. You know, just kind of transitioning from high school to college was were the two big things was just um, making that transition. So definitely that helped me a lot. And then also just um, the preseason that we had. Obviously, we can't have any contact with our coaches or have them in the gym. So all of the upperclassmen really um, set precedence for us and kind of bullied us around and let us know what it's what it was going to be like, um, you know, at the college level and especially in the WEAC, you know, one of the toughest conferences in the country. So 
um, you know, my teammates definitely did a good job with that. Yeah, I think that's awesome there, just having that, you know, the leaders in that group go and take you guys under under their wing uh, and kind of get you used to the, the collegiate level playing there. And like you said before, being on those AAU basketball teams and just being on successful teams definitely helps moving to the collegiate level. Yeah. So a little bit in your freshman year, uh, you were able to start in 24 out of the 26 games that you played in. Uh, you also had 10 points per game and shot just under 40% from the floor. You know, just talk to us a little bit about your experience from that season and how you were able to contribute to the team right away as a freshman. Yeah, it's funny um, you bring this question up because Coach Corral and I were actually just talking about um, this today. So um, coming in as a freshman, I mean, the Warhawks had, had came off of two back-to-back -back Final Four runs. So we had big shoes to fill coming in. Um, I think that they had graduated seven seniors the year before that. So we had a big freshman class coming in. I think we had 10 or 11 in our class, and we had no seniors on the team at that point. So we were a very young team. We knew that we were going to have to step up and learn the style of play quickly and learn what Warhawk basketball was all about. Um, so, you know, that's exactly what we did. We were thrown into the fire and we had to adjust to it and, and um, you know, be ready to play when our name was called. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to play a lot my freshman year and that definitely helped me and my teammates in my class um, in the future, my, you know, junior and senior year. If I wouldn't have been able to play as much as I did my freshman year, I don't think that we wouldn't have been or would have been as successful as we were. So, um, you know, being able to contribute was awesome. I'm definitely more of an offensive player. So to be able to score in the WEAC is pretty tough. So I was excited that I could do that for my team and, and be there. Um, it was definitely a rough year. We were 500 that year, which was the worst that Whitewater had been in a long time. And like I said before, I had never been on a losing team. A lot of my teammates had never been on a losing team. So it was definitely something that we had to adjust to um, mentally. Um, that was that was definitely a tough time for us, but um, it definitely made us stronger in in the next season together. So, yeah, and obviously as a freshman in the, that freshman class coming in um, and trying to be out there and start, it's it is a difficult task at hand. Uh, but obviously, you guys were able to go 500, uh, not what you wanted, but it did help you grow um, later in your guys' career. Yeah, that kind of that brings me to my next question. So. Obviously, um, you made a pretty significant jump uh, from your sophomore to junior season, not only in the statistical uh, production where you led the WIAC in points per game with 15.2, uh, but also in your leadership. You know, just tell us about how you were able to how you were able to put yourself in that position to make that jump from sophomore to junior year. Yeah, so definitely physically, you just you just kind of know what to expect. Um, you know what college basketball is about now. You're not coming in as a freshman. You don't know what to expect. So um, definitely in the in the postseason and in the off season, I definitely put in the work, which most people do. So I kind of knew what to expect, knew what to um, know, knew what was coming at me that that next season. So um, and then as far as my leadership, I think that once you just kind of become an upperclassman in that junior senior role, it's kind of almost like your team. So um, the three other girls that were left in my class, you know, we really bonded and we kind of took the underclassmen under our wings and um, were able to be pretty successful my junior year. And we had two seniors that led us greatly and they had a big part in everything too. So, um, you know, just being able to actually have the experience of playing in the WEAC and playing in the NCAA tournament. Um, it keeps you hungry for more and wanting to be more successful. So that's what we kind of did in the, in the off season.
Yeah, because also in your, your junior year, uh, your team won the WIAC tournament for the first time in program history. Uh, the WIAC is obviously a very difficult uh, conference to play in, as we mentioned before. And winning the tournament is no small task. So, you know, just tell us about what this meant, not only for the players, but also the coaches as well. Yeah, that was definitely the highlight of that season. Um, I know we we everyone always talks about the final four runs and everything that Whitewater has had in the past, but it was just so crazy to me that they never were able to win the conference tournament championship. They always had to get an at-large bid, and they would still go on those ama amazing runs. So, um, you know, it was it was definitely awesome to be able to go down as the first team in program history to do that. Um, we were playing pretty well. Uh, later on in the season, which was awesome. And then it was awesome. We got to do it and, and beat Oshkosh on their home floor since they had won conference that year. So um, a little bit a little bit nicer to be able to cut down their nets for once rather than them cutting down ours. So um, it was it was awesome. And it was definitely a cool and long overdue experience for Coach Corallo and Coach Zellinger um, to be able for them to get that and, and finally hang that banner. So definitely awesome to be a part of that. And I think that's just a, a testament to the conference that we're in. Um, obviously, the WIAC is a very good conference in all sports. Um, and be able to make it to the Final Four and not win the conference tournament, but get that at-large bid um, is just, you know, an awesome story to talk about. But getting that first, you know, WIAC tournament championship um, is a story and a, a season that you guys will never forget. Yeah. So moving to your senior season, uh, the team swept the WIAC regular season and won the tournament championship for the second straight year. You know, this le then led the UW-Whitewater hosting the NCAA first and second rounds of the tournament. You know, tell us what that meant for you to end your career with so much success. Yeah, so I I still to this day can get emotional talking about my senior year um, just because it definitely ended the way that we didn't want it to end. Um, but it was it was so much fun. Definitely my favorite favorite season out of any of them, as most seniors would say, their senior year is. Um, you know, we played against some really really good teams in our conference, and um, we we played well. We had really good players. We had great team chemistry, and a lot of the times that's what it comes down to. So definitely one of my favorite teams I've ever played with. And then to go on and win the um, the conference outright was awesome, which we I had never done in my four years there. So be able to do it my senior year was awesome. And then to be able to win um, the conference tournament championship for a second year was so cool because obviously we had never won a conference tournament and a conference tournament championship in history before. So super cool to be able to do that. And then, um, of course, we beat Oshkosh again. We beat them three times that year. So that was that's always a highlight beating Oshkosh, a nice little rival. Um, and then to go on to be able to host the NCAA tournament and play at our our house was was definitely something um, that was it was an awesome experience to be able just to play in your own gym and play in front of your own fans is something that's definitely beneficial. Um, obviously, we didn't play as we should have in that second round. I mean, we lost to a team that we had beat earlier in the year, um, which kind of stinks. But, you know, definitely happy with how my career was and how um the two other seniors i played with how how we all played together at the end of that year yeah and i think that just goes along with um obviously you didn't want to end it where you wanted but you left a legacy there uh, with that program right you came in as a freshman uh, and you went five and five but then ended up going your senior year winning the WIAC outright and then winning the uh, the WIAC tournament so 
um, that's a, just a, a testament to you guys' group to staying in it and being that the good leadership program that you guys had. So yeah, definitely. And Coach Carl does such an amazing job with with all of her teams. Um, but yeah, my my senior class, the two others, Malia Smith and Andrea Miner, um, you know, still to this day, my best friends. We talk all the time and everything. All my teammates. So um, that's just the great part about Warhawk basketball is you you kind of have this family for life. So. Yeah, and that actually leads me right into my next question. Um, you know, in basketball, you spend a lot of time with your teammates. You know, if that's being on the bus to a road game, you know, or just being at practice or any anything else that you guys do. You know, just tell us about the experience for you and the relationships that you were able to build from playing basketball here at UW-Whitewater. Yeah, so, I mean, right when you come in as a freshman, you're pretty much given 25 friends right away. So um, kind of a nice transition for you coming in as a freshman and then just to be able to create those relationships with all of your teammates and your coaches um, is amazing. And then we'll say some of my favorite parts were obviously just traveling with the team. Um, we were, were one of those programs that's lucky enough to be able to do fun trips and stuff like that. So my sophomore year, we went to Puerto Rico and played a tournament there won a couple games there. And then my senior year, we went to Florida and um, played in Fort Lauderdale. So just to be able to have those times kind of away from basketball at the same time, you know, go down, get the job done, win some games, and then to have that off time experiencing um, new places and new things with your teammates um, is is definitely one that's, that's going to live with me forever. And um, like I said before, all of the girls that I played with are still some of my best friends today. And we continue to hang out and talk and um, reminisce on all of the basketball that we played together. So, And I think that's a great point that you started off at the beginning there, right? You come in as a freshman and you have 25 new best friends. And mm -hmm. like that's just something about this place that the family atmosphere that we talked about at the beginning, right? I mean, everybody wants, wants you to succeed, wants you to get better, um, is there for you in your corner all the time. And um, I know that's with a lot of other sports too. You come in there and you do build that um, that family atmosphere right away, and you do have those lifelong friends that you'll have forever. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a special place here. So, so you know, during your time as a Warhawk, what has been your favorite experience to date? Um, I gotta go back to what we just talked about earlier: um, winning the conference tournament championship my senior year. I think that there was actually just a video that um, you guys had put out a couple weeks ago or something about it. But every time I watch that video of us winning, I still get the chills. Um, still makes me a little emotional, but um, just some of those games are so much fun because you know how you felt in that moment and looking back on it and all of that. But definitely um, winning the conference tournament championship my senior year was my favorite experience in a Warhawk uniform. Yeah, there you go. And that's a, that's a perfect one to go off. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, how has uh, your experience here at UW-Whitewater, both on and off the court, helped you get to where you are today? Yeah, so um, obviously I grew up in Whitewater, um, have been a homebody here. I know a lot of people around here. So um, just being at Whitewater has, you know, allowed me to connect with so many different people. And Coach Carallo, um, she's been here for, this is her 19th season now. So um, just having her to be able to help me connect and grow my professional career a little bit more has, has been awesome. And to be able to work under her um, now this year and work with Coach Hammer, um, has been awesome and it's only gonna help me in the future. Um, so I would just say that and, you know, just the experience of Whitewater, the Whitewater education has has helped me in um, finishing up my master's program here. So 
I'm definitely excited to graduate in May and, and see what the next chapter is. There you go. There you go. Yeah, perfect. Get out and get graduated with your master's degree in May and then we'll see what happens after that. That yep. and that's actually the my next goal or next question as well. You know, within the next five years, what are some of your personal goals that you're striving for? Yeah. So right now, since I'm doing the graduate assistantship with the team, um, it's been obviously a difficult year just with everything with COVID and all of that. Um, but still just kind of deciding if I want to continue coaching on within um, or after I graduate in May um, or if I want to stay within athletics or go into academic advising. So I wish I had a solid answer for you, but <laughs> I don't. Um, still just kind of see where things lead me um, after this year um, for my future. So, yeah. yeah. And obviously this year has been unprecedented um, and just going in there and trying to figure something out after it. Um, I think that's kind of the goal, right? Yeah. It's kind of hard yeah. to say what you want to do now. Uh, we don't know right. what six months from now is going to look like. So exactly. You know, before we, uh, we finish this up, I do have some quick hitter questions for you. Okay. okay. First one I have for you is favorite professional sports team. Um, I gotta go with the pack. There Green Bay go. Packers, hoping we can get a win this Sunday against the Bucks and get to the Super Bowl. So, got to go with the pack. <laughs> Me too. I can't. Hopefully, that's a good game. <laughs> yep. Uh, favorite restaurant in Whitewater? Oh, this is kind of tricky, but um, I got to go with Gus's Pizza. I worked there in high school, and I don't know if it's just because I grew up in Whitewater and I grew up eating their pizza, but to this day, it's my favorite pizza. So, I got to go with Gus's. There you go. Perfect. Um, Favorite spot on campus besides the basketball court? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I'll I'll have to say the university center then. Okay. Um, they've got some good restaurants, good food there. There we go. Uh, favorite place to go on vacation? Um, I probably just say Florida. I love being on the beach, uh, being somewhere warm. But I've never been out of the country before, so hopefully. After all this COVID stuff is hopefully done, um, we can get out of the country and see somewhere somewhere new and vacation somewhere new. There you go. That's a good plan. Um, last one I have for you, um, obviously within the new year here, um, what are some of your new year resolutions? Um, okay, a big one I have is I am not a morning person whatsoever. I love my sleep. I could sleep 24 hours straight, I swear. So Big resolution is to become more of a, a morning person. Um, and then my second one is just to become overall a better, healthier person um, mentally and physically. Perfect goals. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brooks, uh, Brooke, thanks again for joining me today on Inside Warhawk Athletics presented by Educators Credit Union. I really do appreciate the time and wish you all the best moving forward. No problem. Thank you, Nate.